0: Shit,
1: my pants. Welcome to your football fantasy. Now, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is your football fantasy. We're here again, week 28, episode 28. That's a lot of episodes. I'm Dweez Nuts, I'm your host, on the couch with me back in our very own original recording booth. Here is Big Wiz and Bullfrog. What's up? Happy to be here. Are you? Every day. Every time you say that, it feels like you're very insincere. I don't even work
0: and I look forward to Friday nights. (laughs) I'm sure you do.
1: Of course you don't. What's going to happen when school starts up again? Are you going to quit us? Oh no. All right, good. Hmm. You're just going to stop researching. I'll do it at work. I got (laughs) prep (laughs) on
2: You guys put in a a movie, guys.
1: (laughs) Ah, the life of a teacher. Once upon a time. Hey, guys. uh, We've got a cool show for you today. It's going to feel a little bit familiar, (laughs) I think. We had a whole bunch of stuff planned. We spent a a long night with some beers outside of fire talking about what we were going to do for this episode. And then a couple of days ago, we threw it all out the window, and we decided instead to pretty much repeat last week's topic. We're going to mock draft once again. We'll tell you a little bit about why we made that decision later and why it's going to benefit you and your fantasy football league and your draft later. But before we can do that, let's talk about some news.
0: This week in football,
1: there was some great news. Well,
0: every player looking good—that's the news right now. Every
1: fucking, every announcement out of every camp in the entire league <laughs> is good news, except for a handful. We'll talk about those now. First on our list has to be. Uh, let's talk about Doug Baldwin because this one to me was was big time. You know, in what last last week's episode, Bullfrog, you took Doug Baldwin in your number two spot. People really liked your draft. They thought that was a good decision. We've talked about Doug Baldwin. <laughs> we recently <laughs> talked about Doug Baldwin on the show as being a guy that performs really well, um, scores deep touchdowns, whatever that stat was that you brought up, with, I think that was you. Anyway, he hurt his knee at camp. The knee injury that I think we brought up a few weeks ago is more serious than originally thought. At this point, he's likely to miss all of preseason, and the team's doctors are quote unquote, hopeful that he'll be ready for week one, which means to me, he's not going to be ready for week one. Not likely. So is this a big uh uh-oh for Doug Baldwin fans, Doug Baldwin owners, Doug Baldwin truthers? What are we thinking? Yeah, I think so,
2: right? Regardless, if he's going to miss all preseason, most guys, it takes a while to get ready for, for the season.
1: It's going to take him time to get up to speed if he's missing the entire preseason. The the thing that I'll say that he's got going for him is that obviously he's got the rapport already with Russell Wilson. Yep. They've got their timing down. And there's nobody that's going to th- what is it, Brandon Marshall all of a sudden going to step up during camp well, and preseason. The thing he's got going for him is no one's there. No one. So he'll be able to step in whenever he's back full full strength. Will he, he be maybe, football ready though?
0: I think I think he'll be all right. I mean, my guess is he'd probably fucking play if he had to right now.
1: Yeah, he's a he's tough a guy. He's, yeah.
0: he's, he's, He seems like a tough guy. I mean, yeah, he's going to be I don't know. Le'Veon Bell's not going to have any practice. He's going to come play week
1: one, and it takes Le'Veon Bell up to week yeah. four to actually yeah. produce. Yeah, you wonder if but, Baldwin, when he even when he comes back, is he? gonna You know, like you said, he's a tough guy. Will he come back too early? Will he aggravate the knee? Will he be? Will he be hobbled for a few weeks? Think about Leonard Fournette when he came back last year. He was a little bit slow for a couple of weeks. And
0: but the- Baldwin's going to be in the meeting rooms. He's going to be around. You know, he's not going to be just fucking sitting in Florida doing training like Le'Veon Bell.
1: My concern
2: for the Seahawks is the wheels might be falling off this team for a while. You know, I really, I'm starting to think Russell falls back to earth. (laughs) That might be my concern too, especially owning our dynasty. I mean, if you
0: look at his stats, he's kind of every other guy, every other year kind of guy. You know, 18 to 30 to 22 to 33. Maybe he drops back down into the 20s again this year. I don't know. So
1: we're saying we're more concerned for Wilson than we are Baldwin.
2: I think Baldwin, that's a larger impact on Wilson. I mean, as far as drafting, well, I, think, I don't I think draw you're Baldwin foolish to Baldwin too much,
1: that high.
0: but if I was at two guys where it's like a coin toss, I'll probably take the other guy and let Baldwin slide
1: down. Because of this, assuming yeah. he maybe misses a week or two. Okay. That's for I mean, you know, we'll take a look at the preseason. We'll see what happens. Obviously, we're going to keep you guys posted on the news throughout the preseason. Yeah, I, this might affect my rankings a little bit for Doug Baldwin. I might assume he's not going to play week one and see what that does to the projections I've got, but... <laughs> He's still, he's still the guy whenever he's playing on that team. Chris Thompson. Uh, there was an interview that Chris Thompson just recently did. Bullfrog was just filling me in on some of the details of the interview. The highlights are this. Uh, he tells he tells a reporter that he's unlikely to be fully recovered from his broken leg until November. Until fucking November. That doesn't mean he won't be playing, but he doesn't think he'll be ready to play full 100% more until November. I have been... A strong advocate for Chris Thompson all offseason. And to me, that hurt Darius Geis' stock a lot because he was going to take a ton of passing work away from this kid. All of a sudden, he's going to be playing at less than 100% till November. And he's the fucking one that said it. Bullfrog, what else did he say in this interview?
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he flat out said that he would be worried about cutting on it. He's gonna be thinking about the injury as he cuts. he's gonna be thinking about the injury as he goes down, people landing on it. And we talked about this a few episodes back when we brought up Dixon about a guy returning from an injury, you know not only their physical state but their mental state like how does it affect their confidence of playing and overcoming an injury and Chris Thompson flat out went all in that he's very worried about the injury that it's the worst one he's ever had to come back from. So really, I take it two ways. Either he's gonna go out there week one, they're gonna play him, and he's just gonna be fucking terrible, <laughs> like a little bitch. Right? He's and they're not gonna. And then they're just like, you know what? We'll give you some more time off. Or he's gonna take a hit, make a couple cuts. And he's just gonna like, say, "Fuck it, I feel good, I'm back." Ready to
2: go. You know, I don't think he's ready. I mean,
0: he
1: becomes a more risk,
0: a more risk type draft pick to me. Does though. this help, Juice? I I think it does.
1: Look. This game, in general, we all know. Everybody can, will tell you football is a big head game. You got to be you got to be sold out in your between the ears before you can do anything on the field. Especially at the running back position, one of the most punishing positions in all of sports. If he's if he's mentally concerned and he himself doesn't think he's going to be ready to go till November, I got one thing to say about Chris Thompson, a guy that I liked for a long time. Young, 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 young. You're dead
0: to me. Go, 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 go. I mean, I got guys going from uh, number 27 in my PPR rankings up to about 21, 22, ahead of the likes of Ronald Jones, uh, Derrick Henry, Lamar Miller.
1: This news, to me, is is one, catastrophic for Chris Thompson, and two, the best possible thing that could have happened for Darius, Geis. My expectation, once I get back into my projections, is is Darius Geis is going to jump 10 to 15 spots on my rankings. All of a sudden, I think he's a guy I want. Opportunity. Because his opportunity goes up, and you all know how I feel about opportunity. Jordan Matthews. Here's some huge news, guys. Jordan Matthews hurt his hamstring, a significant hamstring injury, and was first put on the IR by the Patriots and then turned around and released him out into the wild. Jordan Matthews, the guy that a lot of folks were saying, hey, when – Edelman's out for the first four weeks. Matthews is going to be the guy that has the best chance at stepping up and doing something on this team. He's gone all together. Of course, the first question that pops to mind is who's going to benefit there? Well, a couple of days later, the Patriots sign Big Dick Eric Decker. Do we think Eric Decker is going to have a chance to make impact, or is it going to be somebody else on this roster? I heard today that Kenny Britt is a guy that might be able to step in and play and and perform. What do you guys think? Who are we looking at in that first four weeks on the Patriots to make a splash? Brock. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easy answer. Yeah. That's the cop audience. Sonny
2: <laughs> Michelle, James the running, White. The spread yeah, of running it's backs. It's going to be the six yeah. different running backs. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would say it's pecking order of Gronk,
2: six running backs, Hogan. Oh. Then you can oh, throw Hogan, in Gritter probably, Decker. Well, I mean, they, they brought in, what, Chad Ochocinco. Yeah.
1: Right? Dorsett's been I mean, looking they, better. They
2: brought in receivers continuously at the end of their career, and they just don't use him very well.
0: Dorsett's been making plays in camp, so he might be a guy that comes up on the board. So a let's bit.
1: so let's ask this: We're really late in the draft. You're thinking about taking a fly or somebody that might be able to get you some points. You have three options: It's Kenny Britt, Eric Decker, Philip Dorsett. Which one of those three guys do you take as the guy most likely to increase his targets for at least the Edelman suspension games?
2: Dorsett, I upside. I like upside. Agreed. I mean, you Decker's, what, 31 years old now? He's in the back, he's backside of his career. And, yeah,
1: but he, was, he rested
2: all year
0: last year. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because he couldn't move anymore. I mean, I like Decker as a player, but he doesn't seem to be the guy to get open in quick, small spaces like the New England Patriots receivers
1: that do well can I've, do. I've owned Philip Dorsett in leagues in the past because I like his athleticism and what he can do on the field. I agree with you guys. Philip Dorsett seems to be at least... Upside-wise, the guy that I might take. One last bit of news here that i got to talk about. Um, I am the bigger man on this couch, and I am willing always to admit when I'm wrong. I made a very, very terrible lapse in judgment when we did our rankings that will be immediately fixed, and I've just got to address it now. There was a report out of Dallas. What was it, today, yesterday, whatever it was, about Tavon Austin. You all remember what I said about Tavon Austin. He was going to... Play in the running back role and catch a lot of passes, all of Zeke's passes, and I believe I had him ranked 15 or 16 in PPR. I think you did. we made him on this one, didn't we? Oh,
2: I don't, sure I don't believe be we did, there. but
1: I feel like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Now I'm gonna, t- I apologize to everybody if I led you astray. Nice job on that, look, Tavon Austin. The report basically said so far through camp and all of the offseason, he hasn't gotten any backfield work at all (laughs) now this could be attributed to a couple of things one we know that the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver core is a fucking mess right now so they're using him out there two maybe they just want to throw it to Zeke I don't know I'm I I have to go back to my projections again and I know Wiz called me and Bullfrog out when we put Zeke low on our PPR uh PPR rankings all of a sudden I, I'm gonna erase Tavon Austin from my mind. Also dead to me, but not even worth the drop. Uh, and I might give Zeke thirty-five or forty catches this year, which is gonna make a significant impact on his PPR. Well, the team's
2: better when Zeke's in the backfield.
1: That's probably why Tavon right? Austin is. So he's gonna be in the backfield. Pitch.
0: Yeah, I mean I think Zeke climbs the charts a little bit. You know, uh, I mean the only thing that concerns me. What'd you me have is him
1: ranked at? I think it was eight for me on PP and PPR. Oh, Oh, gross. What's wrong with you two? Tavon Austin was wrong with me. I don't know what happened. I had him at nine in a PPR. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, that is brutal. That's worse than I had him. We will do a revised ranking segment on a show at some point here when we get closer to this season because stuff happens, and we can't be right the first time every time. All right, next thing on our show today. (laughs) Yep. come on. Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail We've got some listener mail We've got two questions from you, our audience And we appreciate both of them greatly Both of these questions are coming to us from Twitter Hey Wiz, see yeah. what happens when we get on Twitter? You know who both of these questions went to on Twitter? Bullfrog. That'd be the Bullfrog, because he he took a fucking step. he's got more
0: time than the rest of us, and, and he, joined, he can spend a lot of time tweeting. He hey, ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, if you need to get at me, it's at YFFTheBullfrog. He's even learned his handle. I've been blowing it up on Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. What's uh, handle? Follow me. I'll follow you, <laughs> and uh, we'll be friends.
1: He, I'll tell you what, you've been getting it. You can also follow me at Dweez Nuts. I surpassed the 400 follower mark today. Thank you very much. When we get to 500, I'm going to do a show with my dick out the do whole week. Do you think week. your head
2: will be able to fit out of, up the stairs? and out of the, It's already boundaries. pretty damn
1: big. Yeah. but Anyway, guys, yeah, ask us questions on Twitter. We'll answer them like we're about to do for these two fine, fine listeners. First up, at Gary Haddow asks us a question... About his keeper league, there's a lot to read here, so pay attention, Wiz. He's in a 10-team league. It's a half-point PPR, and he gets to keep three guys on his team. If he keeps a guy, he is penalized one round earlier than where he took them last year in his draft. So I'll tell you what that penalty will be for each of these guys. He has a fifth pick in his 10-team draft. He wants to know, out of these five options, which three guys makes the most sense to keep. First up, we've got Leonard Fournette. If he keeps him, he gives up his second round pick, which would be the 2.6. Next up would be Zach Ertz. Keeping Zach Ertz will take away his seventh round pick, the 7.5. Corey Davis will cost him a tenth. Marlon Mack will cost him a 15th. And Alex Collins will cost him a 16th round pick. So he's got to pick three of these guys to keep going into next season. Wiz, why don't you start us off? Does he have to pick three? It, yeah. We're going to okay. say yes. So I going to suggest,
2: three. Gary, I mean, Alex Collins is a no-brainer here in the 16th round. I mean, that, that's all
1: day long I would do that. Alex Collins' ADP is fourth-round, seventh yeah. pick. You're getting so tremendous you're getting, value, You're getting folks. a mid-fourth-round guy with a mid-16th-round pick. I don't care if you don't even like Alex Collins. I'm the taking value. I
2: would, take, I would feel like I stole him if I got him in the seventh round. Good God, you're in the 16th round all day long. I would take Fournette. Um, I realize he's going to lose second round pick here, but Fournette is he's going in pretty much the top 10, top 12, somewhere in that range.
1: 2.1 is his Matt 80. Yeah. he's getting to
2: Matt value. He's getting to Matt value, but I mean, yeah. I would do that one. Um, the next one here I think is a little bit tougher between Mac, Corey Davis, and Ertz. Um, I initially told you guys I would go with Mac here. I might switch and go... Ertz, because Ertz is going to go in that, that top three tight end
1: position. And I'll tell you, Ertz is being taken ADP-wise at the 4.7, and he'd be given up a 7.5. I'll tell you that Corey Davis, who's going in the mid-seventh round, um, he would get for a tenth round pick. And Marlon Mack, to your point, is going in the early eighth round, and he'd be given up a 15. So the question I like to think about whenever I pick keepers like this is, is, is really very simple. If I don't keep this guy, for example... Alex Collins, if I don't keep him, who am I going to draft with my 16th round pick? Is he going to be as good or better than Alex Collins? The answer's no. The answer's fuck no. Alex Collins is obvious, right? That's a 12-round improvement on your value there. You have to keep him. He is a starting running back on a team that runs the ball, and when Alex Collins played last year, he played well. That's easy. For me, you know I don't like Fournette, but I'd take Fournette here too. Even – moving up half of a round to get him. If I, I could draft Leonard Fournette with the 2.6, absolutely I'm taking him because he's going to finish well. I don't love him. I like a lot of guys better, but he are the side sometimes. And that's he, worth it. And I would agree, I think Zach Ertz a great value in the seventh round. You can lock up that position. You don't have to worry about it moving forward. I don't like Corey Davis. Marlon Mack, who I picked last week in our mock draft, you just don't know what's happening there. Bullfrog, your thoughts.
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it's a clean sweep here, Gary Haddow. Collins is a must net I think, is the right choice, and Ertz is the is the number three keeper in my eyes. You know, my fourth was Davis, my fifth was Mack. I don't trust the situation in Indianapolis as far as running backs go, and Davis is just not that much of a value pick there. I mean, yeah, he might end up being a pretty good receiver, but with that offense, the type they run, I just don't see him being a real high-volume guy. You know, Walker led the team in targets last year. They had Deion Lewis who's going to get a shitload of targets.
1: So I was going to ask the question, right? There's only one receiver on here in a half-point PPR. Do we want to value that? But you already spoke to it. Delaney Walker will... (laughs) Lead the team in targets. He did last year. One of only six non-receivers to do it. It's going to happen again. So yeah, you're right. And and between the running backs, Fournette, Collins, and Mac, none of those guys are big receiving running backs. So it doesn't even really come into play here as far as that that half point PPR for me. It's a, it's pretty straightforward. You talked about
2: opportunity a little bit, right? And we about a little bit later with offenses mattering. And, and, and Jaguars produce points. Philly produces points. Those are two two top you know top offenses are going to produce points, and he can grab
1: two of them off the bat. And I'll tell you. As as stupid as it sounds and as sneaky as it sounds, the Ravens can produce points, too. You remember, it was probably six weeks ago yeah, you well gave me that stat yeah. of the week. You said uh, that uh, the Baltimore Ravens were just right behind the Pittsburgh the Steelers two or three out of the last four years. Correct. We, we think they're junk because of Flacco Surprise and how garbage
0: A lot of field goals <laughs> out of Justin Tucker. <laughs>
1: Tons of fucking field goals. In, In a 10-team uh, league, yeah. if my first two running backs are Fournette and Collins... I would spend the next four picks on receivers and load up because I. So I'd he's a fifth pick. Who would you take if it in a fifth pick? That one in, of those in, top dog receivers. In that one, are not one being five? Kept. and, and Antonio if, Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Then?
0: They're probably being kept, but who Le'Veon Bell? I mean, yeah, I mean, you you tell automatically go
1: receiver. I no, I,
0: I think if you can if you can steal a running back there and you you still take You got a flex spot. Yeah. What we
1: don't know is it right. like what are the flex spots to look like? You sure. could take that. Yeah, but I mean. With Fournette and Collins locked up, those are good running backs. I feel have, great yes. about going receiver, receiver, receiver there, and really so, And you've got a tight end already. You can have a strong team here. All right, we've got another question. We we should give some time to it before we get into our draft. This is comes to us from an old friend of the show. At 10, Mr. Wreck. Last week, Bullfrog did a zero running back strategy, and he ended up with the second pick overall. There was a lot of talk on Twitter about that. So he asked the question straight out to the show this week. Would you ever consider drafting a non-running back with a top three pick? For weeks, we've been telling him actually
2: repeatedly it's a bad idea, right? Take the best player available. It just makes the most sense. I wouldn't go into it saying that's what I'm going to do. However, I think,
1: you know, there's players out there like Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but in your top three, that means you're skipping. That's you're skipping either Zeke or Elliott. I'm Todd not Girly, saying I would ever do it because Bell. I don't
2: think that there's value there. I would take the best player value, and I don't think there's any receiver that beats out Zeke that beats out Bell, um, Kamara, or Gurley. Yeah, I mean those guys in top four beat out any receiver. So I wouldn't say no. Not a good idea.
1: Look, there have been years in the past. Where this would be cons- there've been years in the past where i've thought to myself whether i was in the 3 spot or not there's two running backs that i really want and sure. after that it falls off this year is not the case there are four running backs that are maybe five head and shoulders above everybody else if you if you pass on one of those in the top 3 you're a fucking idiot <laughs> straightforward play to simple bullfrog you did it last week do you feel bad about it even in a mock
0: yeah, I mean, I'd say in 99% of leagues, scoring rules, you know, depending you take a running back in the top 3. <laughs> there might be a league out there with some some different rules for scoring that a uh, wide receiver cuz really what you're what you're looking at is a, you know, you're going to compare a tier 1 running back in the first round and then when you come back to the back of the draft, you will be looking at a tier what? 3 wide receiver. So, you know, how many points are those two positions going to score you? Or you're going to look at a Tier 1 receiver compared to a Tier 3 running back.
1: I was in a you league know, once.
0: I would think that the Tier <laughs> one, were, 1 running time. back combined with a Tier 2, 3 receiver is going to put up more raw points than... Dude. And isn't that what you're looking at as far as your first two picks? I think you're looking at raw points, you know, safe raw points. I think you're allowed to look at Tier 1 running back. Mixed with a tier two, three receiver. So your keyword there that was safe
2: in my mind, is is, is safe the best thing to take? Rounds one and two, they right.
0: have to be safe. Okay. I agree with that completely. Sure. I was in a league Just once, wondered.
1: to your point about scoring rules. In this league, return yards were worth one point per yard. In that case, I'd take a receiver first. Cordero Patterson was the highest scoring player in that league by about 300 points. That's ridiculous. It was fucking stupid. Guys, let's move on to the stat of the week. We've got so much to do. We've been talking a long time already here. It feels like it's been with, five minutes, I don't know what you're talking about. That's because you love us, and time flies when you're having a great fucking time. Wiz, here's your drop. Big Wiz on
2: his stat of the week.
1: Shreds apple. It's a whole lot better than that twisted tea I just Where's tried, that? which tastes like fucking <laughs> ball sweat.
2: I'm drinking Coors Light, folks. Good job for Coors Light. Um, Ooh, cold so, brewed. We do a podcast, right? You guys got listeners on, on Twitter, right? Oh, you guys are fantasy experts, right?
1: We are uh, officially experts. Experts, right? Everyone's <laughs> we're, we're for that, So here's my sports.
2: question for you guys. Name the top five greatest fantasy football seasons in NFL history, by points by player.
1: So we're going to say they're quarterbacks, probably all of them. But we're just saying by straight up
2: points, right? Not according to this location. So no, it's not. It's not. So it just ex- excluded quarterbacks altogether. Would have quarterbacks are not actually. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander uh, was not. He was. Oh not, come on! That was amazing. Darian <laughs> Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Okay, he's listed twice, folks. Thank he's you. listed in number one and number five. Uh, Two thousand six, when he had twenty eight TDs. <laughs> 58 receptions. Fuck. 1,800 yards rushing. Marshall Falk. Falk is number two on that list. <laughs> Falk worth it. is beating the shit out of How you. How far
1: back are we going here? Uh, is Barry Sanders on this list? No,
2: I mean, you could dig that far, but these are all in the 2000s or afterwards. He, Falk was a great show on turf there where he went yeah. Um, You guys are missing one more player who holds spots three and four. And I thought Sean
1: Sanders shit around this list too, but apparently yeah. not according to this. So this guy's got two. So I would have... I Probably would have guessed like Jamal Lewis, but he only had one season no. that was worthwhile. Because you fucking retard experts, guys, we're experts. Hold on, it's a running back. <laughs> CJ 2K. No, get, get,
0: get
1: the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's a good season <laughs> too. Big big, <laughs> yeah, no, team. it was not that good, you fool. Two thousand yards. It's not about yards. Remember no, when he said gotta it's gotta all about touchdowns. touchdowns? Like twenty-eight for LT.
0: Danian Marshall. Marshall. Ding, ding, ah, ding. Oh, fuck. I was on the
1: right team. Back, I to, said back, last week last back to back seasons. You did say free stones last week. Back to back
2: seasons with 27 TDs and then followed that up with 21 next year.
1: That's a lot of touchdowns. 27. And I that doesn't,
2: you know, 74 receptions and then 70 receptions. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. 70? Wow. Yeah. He was a fucking. Stud. So obviously, with this this one, obviously, he's, I think, skews a lot towards receptions. And
1: hey, uh, at 10 missed a wreck. That's why you don't pick a non <laughs> running back in the top three. Because <laughs> how many of those were non fucking running back oh man that was a good one good, running back good one i like that 28 touchdowns fuck yeah you just gotta find that one that does that every year it's every oh, yeah. year if you can find that every year all right guys hey great stat of the week appreciate it good news big Wiz. you retain the segment Buffer didn't do it i know your segments are better than his the
0: Bullfrog's been busy trying to spread, spread, busy. spread on Twitter. You know, to know to you're not busy, so just there. don't even state that We're going to, we're going to. I want to make, I'm going to let you feel good. I'm going to adjust
1: the uh, listener mail drop to put his name in there because he's pulling and he's pulling more listeners than you are though. <laughs> Twitter, baby. Next thing we want to do before we jump into our next mock draft, we just want to take a couple of minutes to reflect on last week's mock draft. We didn't really get a chance to talk about what we liked about it, and I will tell you To Bullfrog's credit, he got Twitter going about the fucking mock draft last week. There were some really good discussions, a lot of really good feedback from some of our great listeners about the the, uh, mock draft on Twitter. Uh, We spent, what, a good three or four days going back and forth talking to these guys about our draft, (laughs) and I can't wait to do it again. So please engage with us. So first off, let's share what Twitter thought about the mock draft. Right out of the gates, we asked a question. Who did the best job? Who had the best team? Which strategy landed the best squad? Consensus. Go- now, there were some... Ever- All three of us got picked by at least somebody on Twitter, but the consensus goes to Bullfrog with yep. the 0RB. I, I, I think... There Even can- with the second pick, ladies and
0: gentlemen, 0RB takes think, it I, home. I just think, I think most people
1: were confused about what year it was with Marshawn Lynch as his number one <laughs> running back.
2: C.J. Anderson is a follow-up in Ty Montgomery. I'm not sure what will people...
1: A lot of people had to say... Uh, a couple things a lot of folks had to say over and over again. First of all, the running back, heavy strategy, my strategy. Pretty much consensus said I went one round too deep on that. If I'd have stopped that four and taken my first wide receiver in the fifth round, that would have made a big difference, which makes sense to me. All that I read about running back heavy was go five rounds, so I stuck to that religiously. But you learn. If you want to go running back heavy, maybe four running backs is enough, and then you have plenty of time to get somebody. I think somebody mentioned that Marvin Jones was available there, and that would have made my team a lot better. I don't like Marvin Jones, but whatever. Marvin Jones? Yeah. whiz, your big reach, according to Twitter, was Aaron Rodgers too early. Now, I know we told you before we started, take the best player available regardless of position. And who's to argue that Aaron Rodgers is not the best player available? But specifically, it hurt your running back options. You know, your second running back was Rex Burkhead. That was a
2: mispick there. It was. I will openly say that was a...
1: Yeah. But, but let's defend Rodgers here
2: for a second, okay? Please do. I mean, I, I told you this step before, if mm. you can get one of those top-tier running backs, or those top-tier quarterbacks, that you are more likely to win on a week-to-week more, basis. Well, take that further, on seven out of his last eight full seasons that he's played, he's finished either the number one or number two quarterback overall.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So, in in that pick for me, I was picking, what, I had the 12th pick, right? In so the I, third I, I round. got the wrap. So it's basically a fourth-round pick. It's a fourth-round pick. pick in it's my t- mind. T- it's so t- t- I don't t- think t- it was that t- far t- of a reach, t- and you took Watson... You know, I, I'm going to wait 20 picks later, and you took Watson at the end of that fourth round. So, to me, it was yeah, it's I, the same pick in my mind.
1: I agree Rodgers was a fine pick there, but yeah. Twitter did not. Finally, people said that the running back heavy strategy was a better strategy. I just took bad running backs. Whatever. I did take Lamar Miller yeah, in the Lamar third Lamar
0: Miller in the third. That was a little high. I didn't but, like Lamar
1: Miller, but I liked Sonny Michelle. I thought it was a good pick. Yeah, but I, I think I explained it fine. Okay. So let's move on to our opinions really quickly. Just a couple of questions for you guys. First of all, who do you think won this draft? Who do you think was the best pick in the draft, the worst pick in the draft? And just if you can, for a couple of seconds here, reflect on your strategy or the strategy that one of the other of us took. Because the whole point of us doing this was to give the listeners some feedback on, hey, if you had been thinking about using one of these strategies, here's us trying it for you. Give them advice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked what I did for the first couple rounds. Um, I mean, I like the Deshaun Watson Hopkins connection. I don't mind Doug Baldwin there as a consistent scorer. I like Ertz there. I love Brandon Cooks in the fifth round, you know, as a big play guy. You know, I thought overall I did all right again. My running backs were going to be a struggle all season long with that method. As far as the big whiz, I think his biggest mistake is just not getting a running back there. Because I think with the best available draft strategy, you're going to have you know, two running backs probably. So you think you should take a... somewhere, maybe Where? maybe instead of Diggs or maybe instead of Adams, you get another running back. So I think that's his biggest weakness. As far as the running back heavy, I, I just not a proponent of drafting guys that are not starting before starters. You know, I just think that's gonna fail you. I don't care if you want depth and options, but you know, five running backs when you can only start three, you're just not gonna be very so the, productive. So the quick there. question, who won the draft? Yeah, I won the draft. Absolutely, <laughs> fuck at one hundred percent. No Who question. Who was the
1: best individual player picked? Uh,
0: I like Diggs in the fourth. Might be my favorite one. He seems to be going a little bit higher in most drafts that I've been doing, especially in a twelve team. Is there a league. pick that stands out as a, just a fuck awful pick? <laughs> Burkhead. <laughs> fuck awful. Yeah, Burkhead's too high, but Burkhead. in
1: reality, he could finish. You answer the questions for us, sir. Who won? Who's the best pick? Worst pick? The worst he pick is advice. Burkhead by accident; it was not meant to be. I'll be honest with
2: you. The best pick here, I thought, was Sterling Shepard in the eighth round. Thank you very uh, there's much. There's a lot of value there. He, I think there's a lot of. I mean, a great team, and I like Cooper Cup that you did there. Yeah. I thought your picks in the middle were fucking terrible. Marlon Mack and Marlon were terrible. I actually think I won. I have the number one quarterback. I have a number one wide receiver, in a legitimate top ten running back.
0: Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta piggyback on you real quick with that Marlon Mack. I mean. Nuts took, takes him in the fifth, and we just told a listener not to fucking keep him as a 15th round player. And Louis Nuts takes him in the fifth.
1: That's enough on that. If you listen to the show, you'll hear why I took him. I thought my reasoning was pretty damn good there. All right, good answers there. Obviously, you thought you won. You thought you won. I guess we're guys, and that's the kind, of, kind of the way it goes. Here are my answers for all those questions. I think Wiz won this, and I think it's pretty hands down that Wiz won this for the same reasons you said. You've got a quarterback that is destined to be a top three regardless. He can't fall further than that. You've got two or three. I think your receiving core is the best receiving core in the league, even better than Bullfrog's. I love that Stephon Diggs pick, like he said. Devontae Adams is one of my favorites. Wolf Fuller and Nelson Aguilar, uh, great picks. In fact, I think Aguilar, maybe even Cam Meredith at the end of the draft are the best picks In this draft, I do really like Deontay Foreman's pick in the last round by Bullfrog if he plays. We know the other two are going to play, though. So, for me, those are the best picks. Worst pick here? I can't believe I'm the first one to mention it. But the first running back on his team is Marshawn Lynch. (laughs) How do you fucking live with that? Yes, Lamar Miller was a stretch. But, again, I stand by the reasoning I gave for it, picking third as my third running back. And, of course, Burkhead was... A little tough. My reflection on the running back heavy strategy is exactly what Twitter said. Exactly what Bullfrog echoed here. It's good to have options. Five might be too many. Four seem if you really want to do this strategy, you love the running back position, four seems like a much better number. Let's move on. That's our reflection on the draft. Uh we're gonna jump into another mock draft. It was so much fun for me last week. Me too. Twitter loved it yeah. so much, and really, a couple of guys reached out to us and said, "Hey, this was a great idea. We really appreciate you guys taking a look at these strategies to see what could happen. and you know when we think about what we're doing with this show, we wanna help you do the best that you can. So come your draft. you know, if you're considering this strategy or if you if you don't know what draft strategies are out there, we wanna we wanna expose you to these different ideas." not only tell you that they exist but also give you an idea of what you might end up with on your team if you try it so mock draft number two here we're going to pick three different strategies for the draft uh we're going to do a little different roster setup scoring setup because again we want if your roster looks different if your scoring rules look different than ours in that last draft we want we want to we want to give you some advice too so Okay, you tell them what we're going to do. <clears throat> All
0: right, so here's what we're looking at for our roster. We're going to start one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, one super flex, which would include the quarterback, and two regular flex positions. So quite a bit more variance in your lineup options. Um Half point PPR this year this week. So the strategies <laughs> as far as what each of us are gonna be focusing on. Dewey's nuts is gonna base his picks on easy strength of schedule. So he's he's locked up, you know, what ten what ten teams, what fifteen teams have the easiest schedule for running backs. He's gonna to try to isolate a running back from one of those teams. What uh what top what ten, fifteen teams has the easiest schedule versus quarterback versus wide receivers? He's gonna to try to
1: try to pick from those. Teams and specifically avoid the teams with the toughest. <clears throat> specifically of avoid the in. you
0: know the top ten toughest. Uh, the Big Wiz is going to focus on top scoring offenses. Um, I will let him tell you what he decided on there in just one moment. And the Bullfrog myself is going to be going best player available. It says regardless of position, but I'm still going to really focus on filling in my starting lineup first. But again, with this type of starting lineup, super flex, two flex, you know, I'm going to be able to pick a whole lot of different types of positions to fill those spots. Big Wiz, what do you got going on for these top scoring offenses?
2: Yeah. So I just took, um, last year's top scoring offenses. I subtracted some of them. Again, most of them are all based on top quarterbacks, running backs that are all based in the top 10. Um, for this segment, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Number one, I'm going to choose the top eight teams here. Eagles, Saints, Jaguars, Chargers, I put in the Green Bay Packers cuz I think with Rodgers back they'll be up there. The Rams, the Minnesota which might be a stretch, and my surprise here is Hot Atlanta
1: Falcons. So we, I'm cutting Patriots out. Garbage. Not wow. not going in with them. So so th- these different strategies are things that you might consider in your league. Maybe not for the entirety of the draft, but maybe at your pick. Are you picking guys from offenses that score a lot? That's what Bullfrog or that's what Wiz is going to be doing for us today. Are you picking guys that you think are going to have an easy time of it over the course of the year? We've talked about Blake Bortles has an easy schedule. Why not take him? That's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, Bullfrog is just taking best available because we all agree that that is the best way to draft your team anyway. So we'll do that. Who wants? Uh, we're going to pick our spots right now. Who wants to go first? All right, Wiz. Uh, I'm going to randomly select uh, your spot. You, sir, will be selecting from the three-hole, picking best offenses out there. Bullfrog, you, out of 12, will be selecting from the eight-spot
0: Alright.
1: as best available, and I will be picking... Well, I can't do three. You've already got it. I'll be taking the four-hole here. Ooh. Not...
0: You guys are going to be battling.
1: Too shabby. Yep. Yep. Bullfrog's at what? Eight. Eight. Let's dive into this draft...
2: Because
0: fake football isn't fake enough. Now the boys will do a fake draft.
1: Now, right off the board, to begin with, Zeke, Gurley, Big Wiz says. So I got my options
2: here. I'm going with the best offenses. Uh, I'm going to pick here Elvin Kamara. The Saints had two running backs in the top ten, folks, with uh, Kamara going three, and Ingram going, it went six overall. I'm going with Kamara.
0: Yeah, you didn't have Pittsburgh as a top eight offense. well huh? Wow.
1: They ran out of teams. That's a bit shocker. That's an interesting All right, so I'm looking at the top ten. Easiest schedules for running backs because we just talked about how important it is to get running backs. Um, the easiest out of all of them is Chicago Bears, and I'm certainly not going there. Surprisingly, a lot of the guys that you would take at this position uh, are, are sort of down on the list or somewhere in the middle of the list. Gordon, maybe? How is Le'Veon Bell not off the board yet? The (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers have the 21st easiest schedule for running back, so I'm not allowed to take him because he's that hard. So the guys that I'm looking at, top 10 easiest schedules would be a Melvin Gordon, maybe a Dalvin Cook, who there was news recently about Dalvin Cook, that he is full go ready to fucking just eat everybody for lunch out there in Minnesota (laughs) at the running back position. I'm going to go with Wiz's philosophy here and say, look, I want a team whose defense is stout enough that he's going to—they're going to be shutting teams down and running the ball a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I'm going to reach down and take Dalvin Cook here with the four spot, as he's got the third easiest schedule for running backs in the entire league. Antonio Brown goes next, then Le'Veon Bell at the seven spot. Talk about our six spot. Talk about value. David Johnson, then Bullfrog. Take the best guy on the board, would you?
0: Best player available. Hmm. Barkley, I don't think he can be considered best player available <laughs> you can as a rookie. Steal
2: your receiver here.
0: Melvin <laughs> Gordon, I don't think he can be considered best player available. I don't know. He's never even rushed for four yards a carry. Is that the best
2: player available? Oh, wow. Fuck. He loves that stat.
1: <laughs> he hates
0: <laughs> that to play you
2: in fantasy football.
0: I'll take Melvin Gordon. Oh, come on. Don't do it if you don't want it. <laughs> well, you know, as far as touches and safety, first round pick, guaranteed, you know, you know what you're going to get out of this guy.
1: 300 plus touches right. he's, he's, easy. Not gonna he's not going
0: to be like? an over-well. He's not going to be Ladanian Thomas. Melvin Gordon, safe, best player available. I know what I'm going to get. If he plays 15, 16 games, I know what I'm getting out of him. Locked in. Done.
1: Melvin Gordon at the 8, Leonard Fournette goes next, Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins, Kareem Hunt at the turn, along with Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, Ooh. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, a run on receivers here. Oh, man. Uh, Bullfrog, your backup. back up. Do you regret not taking one of those top-tier receivers because they're pretty much gone now?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and if I choose my top receiver
0: on the board, that's going the same team connection. Wow, I don't think I want to do that.
1: Although, at least for me, Keenan Allen is at least a tier ahead of A.J. Green, Mike Evans, Doug Baldwin, who we just talked about on yeah, that list. Yeah, exactly. He
0: is a tier above
1: those guys. I said last week, this team is going to the Super Bowl, and they're going to score more points than anybody. They are not ever.
0: on the Big Wiz's top eight scoring offenses this year, those San well, Diego Chargers, but they damn well could be. That's a lot on my list. list. That'd be the Los oh, Angeles Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, they're number four on my list. Okay, great. So I guess that's who I'm going to take then. I'm going to pair it up.
1: Keenan He's Allen.
2: following our fucking dynasty draft.
1: Dynasty. We did a great job in our dynasty draft. Devonta Freeman, Joe Mixon, Jordan Howard go here. I'm back on the clock again. Uh, so I can look at wide receivers. I can look at running backs. And let's not forget, this is a super flex, so we can start looking at quarterbacks earlier than you might otherwise because you need two or three of them on your team. You'll be likely starting two of them each week. To me, it's still too early to take a quarterback. I'm still looking at taking a wide receiver, or I'm still looking at taking a running back at this point. Uh, in my in my top ten running back schedules here, we'll, I'm still looking at some of the guys: uh, Kenyon Drake, don't love that here. Sony Michelle, don't love that here. Oof, Royce Freeman, Marshawn Lynch, don't love any of those guys here. If we're looking at the wide receivers. You know, all the guys are gone that I would take here. Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, these are guys that are on the top of the list. The one that stands out to me as far as having an easy schedule, the Minnesota Vikings, again, have a relatively easy wide receiver schedule. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, these are guys that are pretty high on the list. So, you know, guys that I might consider taking, uh, but I'm not going to. Ooh. You might up like I that. don't want to pair it up like you did. Ah. Instead, here's what I'm going to do. When I look back to the running backs, if I drop down to 14, 15, Christian McCaffrey, Lashawn McCoy, these guys are in the top half easiest oh, schedules going forward. And I'm going to Lashawn McCoy is at the 15th hardest schedule. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at the 14th toughest schedule for running backs. Between those two right now in this draft. You know, I, I like both these guys. We are half-point PPR, and because of that, I think I'm going to take McCaffrey over LaShawn McCoy. I know both of them will touch the ball plenty. Every week, there's another announcement out of camp saying Christian McCaffrey's going to go 25 touches a week. I'm going to start to buy in a little bit, and I'm taking McCaffrey. With the easiest strength of schedule available, that's worth taking. At
0: ah, these the coaches are tonight. just fucking with other teams' game plans. CJ Anderson's gonna end up getting. Totally um, you, far- you have
2: to pause done. this one too. Maybe. Um, so I got this next pick here, and I I'm, I'm going to stick to my eight team list here. on top offenses, right? Do. And I prefer to take a running back here, and the running backs are just garbage at this point. Okay, I got McCoy. I love Derek Henry, I just have a lot of faith in that team or that offense. I got Juice Alex Collins, Jai. I hate giant here. I think that's a terrible pick. Mm Kenyon Drake, Penny, Miller, Garbage, Receivers, if I look here, AJ Green, Mike Evans, Baldwin, Hilton, Hill, Thielen, and Diggs. Diggs could be interesting here. If I take, is is, is it worth picking Diggs here? I I stole him in the fourth round last week. I thought about going quarterback, quarterback here, because I could do super flex. I I thought that'd be pretty ballsy and pretty interesting. Very ballsy. Um, I'm going to go on a limb here and take Stefan Diggs.
1: <laughs> Stefan Diggs at the two, ten.
0: Look at that. That's why I like that fourth rounder in your last draft, buddy. Followed Grant by Jarek
1: McKinnon, AJ Green, <laughs> Doug Baldwin, Rob Gronkowski. Even in the superflex, Gronkowski goes before. I'm so gonna
2: I'm gonna stick here. I'm gonna go back to the NFC North. I'm gonna go back to the quarterback I took last week, folks. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. that we just talked about last time where he's going to finish in the top one or two positions in his position. I'm going to go quarterback, and it's going to be Aaron Rodgers again in the third round. I know you're going to love it. You guys are going to be happy with it. Super flex all day long.
1: Super flex. That third round pick makes a lot. You'd think. We'll see what Twitter has to say about it. Okay. So here's my stance. After my pick, I knew I wanted to go receiver. Again, looking at my list, the only team left with a good receiver would be the Minnesota Vikings. But what I, the, the decision I had to make was, hey, do I want to take a Vikings receiver now or, or do I want to wait until after that turn? Well, there are two Minnesota Vikings receivers that could both potentially end top 10. So I thought I'll take either one of them that's left. Right now, Adam Thielen is the one that's left, and I'm happy taking him here in the beginning of the third round, a team that, you know, strength of schedule is not too bad for them, looking at 10th tenth, tenth easiest in the league. And I might have just got a guy that's going to score better than your Stephon Diggs around later. So True. give me Thielen. Evans goes off the board next. Darius Geis, we just talked about him. Travis Kelsey and Bullfrog's on the clock in the third round. He's got a receiver, he's got a running back. Where are you going next? Do you want help, maybe? Do you want to best, stick with the Chargers? Or? Best
0: player available. Are no, you, I
2: can't, I'm not taking Rivers yet. Are you yet. concerned with two Minnesota players going that soon? Receivers
1: in particular. I think the Vikings will be in the Super Bowl with the Chargers, so no, I'm not.
2: Okay. Best
0: player available in the Superflex 0.5 PPR. You know, in that and the Superflex position really throws a wrinkle in this. Sure does. There's not, you know, I'm looking at the top of the board here and there's just not a guy, not a lot of guys I'm a fan of right now. McCoy, Hilton, Henry Hill, Collins, Jai, Cooper, Ertz, Drake. You know, I I've, I've been telling everybody this third round for me is the shit round. There's nobody in the third round that I like, you know, unless a certain guy falls. So, I think I'm going to drop down the board and snag the best quarterback available Ooh. which is Deshaun Watson again.
1: You love that Deshaun Watson and I'll tell you what in a in a super flex that may be a great decision here at the end of the third round after that goes Shady McCoy who my god he fell farther than he should have. T.Y. Hilton, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Alex Collins in the beginning of the fourth we talked about him earlier Jay Ajayi goes immediately after seems like a reach. Demarius Thomas, Amari Cooper, hate him Bullfrog, you're up again. Are you going to do the quarterback, quarterback turn in you know, the super flex or are you going somewhere else?
0: I'm going to wait on my second quarterback for a while, I think. I think I'm I, I think going to fill that tight end spot. The top guy on the drag board here is Zach Ertz. Uh, take him in the fourth round. I think in our last mock, I took him in the third. So I think him dropping to the middle of the fourth round in a 12-team league is a pretty good value i'm taking zackers
1: zackers goes <laughs> josh orton kenyon gordon is he sorry. out of
2: his mental institute yet K-
1: who's that gordon yeah i think so kenyon drake larry fitzgerald i'm up here in the fourth round i know that there are a ton of wide receivers i want to get later so i'm not terribly concerned that i only have one right now it is a super flex league guys you gotta take a quarterback early you can wait late to take your second i'm gonna take a quarterback uh fifth easiest strength of schedule at the quarterback position goes to a guy that should be drafted around here anyway, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking Carson Wentz. That seems like a no-brainer. He's got an easy schedule. He's sort of a stud. Yeah, he's going to regress on his touchdowns, but look, the kid can play. Give him to me in the fourth. So I'm again sticking with the
2: best offenses here. Uh, The running backs here are complete garbage. Uh, Rashard, Penny, Miller, Ingram, who I already have, who's out for suspended for the first six weeks, right? Four. First four, but five week is fifth six weeks, so he's gonna sit out. Um, Ronald but, Jones, Royce Freeman, I'm avoiding but you've I'm only like got, black plague. But you've only got so, one running back. Are you concerned? You only have to start one. Yeah, I am.
1: And you do week? only have yeah. to start one in this league, that is correct. Running, running backs back are still worth
2: more than everyone else. Word. I would totally if I'm if I'm purely taking on the best player available like Bullfrog should be doing, but he only also has one running back, I'm not sure what the hell he's been doing the whole time. <laughs> true um i do same. think i fucked up i think if I, was, if I could do this over again i would put the Steelers in my top eight and i would draft juju here but since i'm not i'm gonna go with brandon cooks folks
1: brandon cooks playing for the la rams are gonna produce points they certainly are gonna score a lot of points that's 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 probably a pretty good pick for one of your flex positions remember we've got two flexes that can't be a quarterback so we've got to find somebody rashad penny goes juju smith schuster alshon jeffrey that's way too fucking early in the fifth round. Go ahead, Tom Brady after that.
0: Juju in the fourth. That's so, fucking pretty yeah, high, so too. The
2: receivers here are Allen Robinson, Golden Taint, Marvin Jones, Chris Hogan, Jarvis Landry. A bunch of garbage. I don't like it. Running backs are very similar. Same teams. I could go tight end here, but I don't have a lot of faith there. I am probably going to go back to my quarterback because it's Superflex League. I do think that Carson Wentz was stolen from me. I thought that was a very
1: good pick. Yes, it was. Right before you, you're welcome. Right very much. Me,
2: um, I'm tempted to go to Matt Ryan. Will he have a bounce back here? But I'm actually going to go all the way to, to Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers has repeatedly produced in the top ten quarterbacks. I'm going to draft him here.
1: You know, you know, I like Philip Rivers. What? What? You took my
0: boy to complete my fucking stack.
1: Yeah, you know we like stacks,
0: guys. We know we like stacks. The the Wiz, that's a shocker. You took my boy in the... I'm reaching like hell. All
1: right, guys, I'm looking to go... um, Well, I wanted to do that. Let's see, I'm looking to go another receiver, maybe a tight end, although on the top of the list here, there aren't very many tight ends that are really worth having. Kelsey, Ertz, Gronk, they're already gone. A a big dip in that tier before you get to the there's Next a pretty, event. there's a pretty good dip. There are a handful of running backs that I'd like to take at this point, but let's remember that we only start one. A couple of flex positions, which is pretty nice. If I'm looking at wide receivers on the top half uh, of the uh, strength of schedule lists, you know there are a few that stand out. Allen Robinson in here. The Bears are at six as far as strength of schedule goes. Do I believe in Allen Robinson? I can't. If I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky, right? Nope. Right. Some of the guys otherwise at the top of this list, like a Marvin Jones, they're at 13 as far as strength of schedule goes. Golden Tate, obviously, right there along with him. What to do? I've got my starter. Do I want to start looking at a backup wide receiver to fill one of those flex spots? Yeah, probably. I'll tell you what, guys. Since we're in flex already, I might start looking at some of these guys who have crazy upside. Uh, The Houston Texans have the 11th easiest schedule for wide receivers. We saw what Will Fuller did last year. Ooh. If I've already got my starting steady, wide receiver Adam Thielen, I might reach down the board just a little bit to take a guy that, you know, he can score two touchdowns a game on four targets. We've seen it before. I'm going to take Will Fuller. Twitter be damned. Wow. Man, that is. Jimmy Graham goes next. Oh Alan my Robinson, gosh. Ronald Jones. We leave the bullfrog there. Yeah,
0: baby. Exactly what I was hoping was going to happen did. The boy dropped in my lap. You know, last last week in our mock draft, Dewey's Nuts himself took Lamar Miller in, what was that again? Let me think. Oh, the third, third round, host. motherfuckers. Right here, Lamar Miller just gracefully dropped to the fifth round. Ugh. And a 12-team half PPR. Hey,
2: he's going to catch a a, lots of passes, isn't uh, he?
0: And the fifth round, eighth pick, Lamar Miller is the starting running back for a pretty high-scoring team. I believe he's the best player available, and I believe I'm going to pick him.
2: Boo! As my second running
0: back starting in one of my flex spots. Okay, after Lamar Miller, we went Mark Ingram, Marvin Jones, Sony Mitchell, Russell Wilson, Chris Hogan, Golden Tate, Royce Freeman, and Greg Olson, and the bullfrog myself is up again. Looking to fill either a flex or super flex position. So basically, anybody is on board here. I could really use a quarterback right now. I think I'm going to take a guy that's finished in the top five of his position multiple times over the last couple years. And that is the main man himself, quarterback Cam Newton.
1: That's my bust. Just saying. All right, guys, after Cam goes Drew Brees, probably the better quarterback pick there, Evan Ingram, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I'm going back on the board here in my sixth-round pick, 6.9. <laughs> all right, so if I'm looking uh, here, I've got I've got two running backs, two receivers. I've got a quarterback here. Um, I, you know, all the tight ends that I really want to take at this point are gone, so I'm not going to look there. I'm not ready to look at my second quarterback, even in a super flex league. I'm going to lock up one more guy that I could roll into that that flex spot week to week and I'm going to look at the running back position because the fifth easiest running back schedule on the season belongs to a team and and on this team there's a running back that I feel very strongly about a running back that I think is absolutely primed to have a great season. Uh, and, and that's the Tennessee Titans, and that's Deion Lewis. Look, Derrick Henry went at the end of the third round, and I think Deion Lewis is going to perform much better than Derrick Henry this year. At the end of the sixth round, in a half-point PPR, give me Dion Lewis. I bet he ends up in a flex spot more often than Will Fuller, my previous pick. <laughs> I feel good about that. Kyle Rudolph has repeatedly been
2: in the top uh, five, six spots in the tight end position here. He's he cut eight TDs and continuously for the last three, four years. I'm going with Kyle Rudolph with the Minnesota Vikings. I love me some Kyle Rudolph this year.
1: Kyle Rudolph. Sammy Watkins then Julian Edelman. Jarvis Landry. Corey Davis is off. Wiz is back up again, having landed the last piece Would you of look his in- starting roster.
2: I have no... I have Ellen Kamara as my running back here and I have nothing behind him, so I'm kinda of nervous about that. Um, I don't have very much depth of receiver either. It is tough when you're stuck in bad positions, folks. Um would you just call the three a bad position? When you're when you're drafting in goofy like spots like only trying to focus on best offenses possible, I don't like it.
1: I'd I have much rather
2: draft the best player possible. Sure. I'm going running back.
1: You should go running back here. You're not wrong. That's delicious. Out on
2: suspension.
1: Oh, shit. Aaron Jones, folks. Aaron Jones. Look, uh, I just cracked a 24-ounce Jamaican Me Happy Seagram's Escapes. It's uh, That tastes on. like something I'd give to my 5-year-old
0: and 3-year-old for that's lunch. Slow. Whoa, whoa. Well, I'll delicious. cut that out
1: for you because CPS is coming after you if you say that on the air. Hang well, on. Well, hang on.
0: That's delicious. Oh, my damn. Oh, Wizzy you should. Holy shit. <laughs> Wizzy you delicious. should try it.
1: God damn it. Am I that felt just about as good as sticking my finger in my ass while I was jerking <laughs> off in the shower the other day. I'm back on the board. Aaron Jones is gone. So I said a minute ago tight ends were a little too early. However, there are one, two, three, four, five. There are five teams between me and my next pick that don't have a tight end yet. We talked about this. If it's going to be a while before you pick again, make sure you got the guy you want. Number four. On the easiest schedule list for tight ends is a tight end that we've talked about over and over on this show as a tight end that performs week in, week out. He is, he's he's done some things that nobody else has ever done in the league at the tight end position before. We're back to the Tennessee Titans, and I'm taking me some Delaney Walker in round seven as a guy that I can plug and forget about all year. Just signed a new contract
0: making that money.
1: Sure did. Kirk Cousins goes next. Crabtree. Randall Cobb. And the Bullfrog wants whom? The Bullfrog
0: needs a wide receiver. Um, technically, again, i got a flex spot. I can start a running back. I only have one wide receiver in Keenan Allen, though, with my second-round pick. Feel it's good. Like it's He's going to start every you know, week for either you. Either a running back is fine or, or a wide receiver here. The top six oh, guys shit, on, the, good. on the board are all running backs. Did you say it's like coming in your mouth? Carryon John, Johnson, Marlon like Mack, Mack Tevin Coleman, Carlos well, Hyde, Terry Cohen, so Rex Kid. I'm gonna take a guy
2: I that just I can drink a whole 24 ounces. I could drink about like four ounces of
0: it. Is gonna be a number three, three. one wide receiver for his team. Ooh. A guy that's late? been creating it's... some Rappaport with his quarterback. Wait, 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 creating some Rappaport? Is that not the word? <laughs> yes, you like Ian. <laughs> That's what was his best biasness. <laughs> I don't know what the Rapport. Word is. Rapport. There is that you even how you pronounce that? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rabelport on the news. <laughs> Fuck y'all. And I'm going to take um, Jameson Crowder. Drop him down a little bit. Reach uh,
1: him! In a, in a half point PPR. Jameson Crowder is the guy this that's going to kill the best player available. But to me, he's the best receiver
0: available. Take him! And he's the number one target there. 15. Filling up my bench now, so I'm looking for some high upside guys. Uh, I really like this guy. I, I, I'm kind of on the idea that uh, Devontae Freeman's going to continue the downhill slide. So I'm going to take a guy in a contract year that should get a fair share of touches. And pick up Tevin Coleman.
1: Best. Handcuff back, back up, back in the league. So you're going best available. That works.
0: Although I do like the young and upcoming Ito Smith, listeners. Keep an eye out for Ito Smith, the number three
2: running back for the Falcons. Keep an eye on that guy. Do you think that's a little bit early for Tevin Coleman? I like him. I think he's a great running back. Eighth round,
1: according to Bullfrog, he's the best player on the board.
0: Looking at your other picks, CJ Crowell, Thompson. I mean. Maybe, I don't, you know, again, Crowell, that's a shitty offense. I've heard good things. Again, looking at a good offense with a guy that's going to get touches, you mean you're claiming the hot, hot Atlanta is going to be a top eight offense?
2: Yeah, I don't know if I like that. Because you wanted Um I don't know, I just don't know if I like Atlanta <laughs> that much.
0: You have him as a top. I know,
2: I was debating over that Pittsburgh. Fuck, I would have put Pittsburgh. We know how you I'm feel about you.
1: Sarkeesian.
2: I don't like Shark After Dark.
1: He's very bad at his job. Are you going <laughs> to pick anyone? Well, I wanted to let you guys do your uh, little... Uh, we gave thing. you a lot of time there. We're in the eighth round in a Superflex League, and I only have one quarterback. That is a problem for me, so I'm going to go ahead and take another one here. I'm trying to look at my my top list. Let's see, Blake Bortles, Alex Smith. This is the order of easiest schedules. Deshaun Watson's gone, Trubisky... Bleh. Carson Wentz is my boy already, Andrew Luck, Ryan Tannehill. I'll tell you what... Um, on this list is a handful of guys, Eli Manning I like, I think Alex Smith is going to be fine this year, Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, these are all guys that I think have a, have a nice little opportunity to be effective this year. I'm going to pick a quarterback who is in, on an offense that's going to score a lot better than they did in the past, because he's got weapons all fucking around him. He right now has the 8th easiest schedule for quarterbacks in the league. Uh, that is your, what, two-time Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning? Come He's on done f- fabulous the last few years. Yeah.
2: So I am sticking with the best offenses, folks. I'm going to do something goofy that I don't really like doing. I'm going to take the number two wide receiver for the Rams here. It's Cooper Cup. I already have Brandon Cook, so that terrifies me a little bit. Um, but Cooper Cup did get 24 red zone targets last year. Eight TDs. I don't see that dropping off. Sammy Watkins has left. Um, he's going to be taken here as the my third receiver.
1: Cobb, Jordy Nelson goes next. C.J. Anderson, Trey Burton, Isaiah Crowell. You're up again.
2: I would like to go running back, but I'm going to the running backs here remain garbage, folks. Uh, I'm going to go with receivers. Stick with receivers. Top offenses. The next person on that fits that would be Nelson Aguilar, Philadelphia
1: Eagles. Love Aguilar. Love him in every draft, every position he's going at. He's going in those bottom rounds, and he's a guy that I think is going to end up with the uh, lion's share of the targets on his team. All right, um, I would love to be the first guy here to take a third quarterback in in a league where we're going to play two every week. Second easiest schedule in the entire league is the guy that I believe in, although a lot of folks don't. That's Alex Smith in Washington. Yeah, if I'm if I'm sticking true to my draft strategy, he's my guy as my number three quarterback. And here we go, Marquise Goodwin. Chris Thompson goes next, even though he is currently <laughs> mentally deficient. Matthew Stafford, bullfrog. Oh shit,
0: struggle bus here. Picking up the pieces. Best player available. I'm not very good with that method. I don't like a lot so. of these guys that are top on the board. We got tight end Jordan Reed, Robbie Anderson, Robert Woods, Nick Chubb, Devontae Parker, Ty Montgomery, Allen Hurns, Chris Carson, Matt Ryan. I really need a probably a wide receiver. I only got two. You know what? I'm gonna go way down the board. Is that best player? Or is that best player available? If in I go way your down the board? eyes, sir. Uh, in my eyes, a high-scoring offense. <laughs> The, oh! the number two wide receiver that I believe has some skill. Wait, I can guess this. Cameron Meredith. And that's the man. Cameron Meredith.
1: From your former Bears, Cameron Meredith. going Ooh, Ninth tight. round. Jordan Reed goes next. Robbie Anderson, which is really late because he may end up being the shit. Quincy Anunway is injured. I don't yeah, know if one to two heard weeks. that. One to two weeks. Robert Woods, Nick Chubb, Devontae, throw, Parker, back up. Allen. Herns, right, Chris Carson, up. Duke Johnson. I love Duke Johnson and even a half point PPR, and you're on the board again. And This is our last round, folks. Make sure you get the last guy you want on your team to round out your roster in this many flex. Interesting stat for you about Duke Johnson. I'm good. Our
2: league, you owned the entire year. Drafted our league right through the draft, never played, never started once. Wow. That's a
1: mistake by that owner. Um, owner that
2: owner f- finished. finished second. Second I owned, is I not Duke first. Johnson. <laughs> he had the most points in our league and should have won the league. Not if he would have started Duke <laughs> no. Johnson. Yeah, Todd gear
0: So I've got three running backs, three receivers. I only have to start one of each of those guys. I've got two quarterbacks. I'm going to take a third quarterback to really solidify my options at those at the quarterback and super flex position. I've gone with two running quarterbacks thus far, with Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton. Is I'm going to take a guy that's going to that's going to produce more through the air. I'm going to count on him for three or four big games a year, and that's going to be Big Ben Rothlis. Interesting.
1: Good. Look, you know he has three or four huge fucking games. George Kittle goes next. Corey Clement. Love Corey Clement. Ty Montgomery, those are two great running back picks by those bots here late in the 10th round. I've only got two wide receivers on my team, and the second one is Will Fuller. Is that a guy that I feel comfortable starting week in and week out in the flex? Absolutely not. It's time for me to land one more guy here. and If I'm looking at strength of schedule and I'm looking at value in the end of the 10th round, this team has the 8th easiest schedule for wide receivers. I feel very bad about making this pick, guys. <laughs> I have to be honest with you. But that team, with the eighth easiest schedule for wide receivers, this guy is a number one on his team. There aren't any of those left other than this one motherfucker. He's Mark, he's Lee. I am taking Calvin. Uh, oh, wow.
2: Benjamin
1: here, Finally. guys. Tenth round, I'll take it.
2: Um, How are you going to finish
1: us off there, Wiz? I was
2: going to go with the running back here, but Corey Clement went off the draft board. You know, I'm trying to stick to my uh, best top offenses here. You know, the running backs are just garbage with Doug Martin-Left, Garrett Blunt, Naeem Hines, Booker, Bernard. I don't like any of those. I'm tempted to go quarterback with Matt Ryan here, or Jared Goff, or receiver with Mike Williams.
1: Ooh, I took Mike Williams at the end. I know, and so I saw... thought it was a very good pick. Thank you very much. Wolf what do you think here?
0: I like Mike Williams this year, but I have Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon, so I'm going <laughs> to the bias side. I'm going to say, my
2: two guys hog everything? So say, fuck Mike Williams. Yeah, I am going to go with Mike Williams here because uh, Hunter Henry is out, right? That was 10 TDs at least between him and the, the say, old Antonio Gates. I want to
1: say that you did what I did last week, pairing... Philip Rivers with Mike Williams. Nice yeah, thing done. Those, those are good. Patrick ones. Mahomes and Matt Ryan finish us off. That's it for our draft. I want to th- throw a thank you out to our listeners. At 10, Mr. Wreck, you sent a question and we answered it. At Gary Haddow, appreciate your question as well about your keepers. Guys, find us at Dwee's Nuts on Twitter. Find us at yff the bullfrog on twitter email us at yourfootballfantasy at gmail.com let us know what you want us to talk about on this show and we will answer any question you want bullfrog loves it when you send questions about your draft who should you take at this position who should you keep and here are the requirements send us whatever information you've got and we'll give it our best shot all right guys hey look it's late my uh, seagrams is half full still, and I've got some I've got some table tennis to play. We've also got to get out uh, our Gary Haddow section to him, because his deadline is here in about uh, 12 hours. Okay, so, good night, everybody. Fuck off to you very much. We will see you next week.
2: Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, and share our Facebook page, and leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.